listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. I'm your host, Jason Cook. We're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania. And today and every Thursday, we have in the studio with us Peter Watts. Welcome, Peter. It's good to be here. Now, Peter, what have you been up to in the last week? Um, so um, last weekend, we, uh, Marie and I, my wife, we uh, travelled out from Hobart to the Gordon River Dam out there uh, a couple of hours away, and uh, it's beautiful countryside out that way as well. Um, but yeah, we had a nice little time out there and spent some time at uh, Russell Falls as well. Um, so yeah, we, we uh, had a beautiful time. I believe you can abseil down the damn wall, but... Uh, I didn't chance my own. <laughs> I'd seen a film once where somebody bungee jumped off the damn wall, and I think I think uh, bungee jumping's probably not my thing. But, um, no, it was very, very nice. It was quite misty. It was, you know, um, you could see I took some good pictures out there, but it wasn't uh, as clear as it could be. Uh, I, I think if we would have been there two or three hours later, the the sun might have burnt the fog off, but, um, but it was very nice indeed anyway. Awesome. Well, today we'll be continuing your series, Searching for Certainty, Mm. and uh, the title of today's program is The Signs of the Times. We'll we'll get into that shortly. Before we do, though, I'll give our our listeners our show number, 0488-880-891. That number is just for Tassie Encounters. If uh, we ask you a question to text in, you can send it on that number, 0488-880-891, or you can take advantage of our offer, which we'll give you later in the program. So, uh, Peter, today's Signs of the Times. Mm. So last week we were talking uh, about uh, a prophecy in Daniel chapter 2, where we looked at a prophecy that was given 2,600 years ago, um, Daniel the prophet in the Old Testament uh, was shown the interpretation of a dream that the king had had that went all the way from Babylon 2,600 years ago all the way through to our day and beyond actually to the time when God's kingdom would be set up and people wonder well when will that happen how can we know when that is going to take place mm-hmm. um, if people remember last week and you can go back and review last week's program uh, on the podcast but um that statue, that image that uh, occurred in the dream, ended with the division of kingdoms, and those kingdoms have been divided for some 1,500 years. Mm. So um, people are wondering, well, when does that uh, kingdom actually turn up? And that, that stone that struck the image of, the, the, of its feet and toes uh, represents the kingdom of God. And, and when will that come? Yeah, and I'm guessing uh, the Bible gives us some indication. So what are some of the signs that uh, yeah. this uh, Christ's second coming is going to happen? So so there, is, uh, there are many promises that Jesus makes about the second coming. We Actually, this is almost a two-part uh, presentation uh, that we're going to do on, on the radio today. So this today and then next week we'll also cover... Uh, some of this topic as well but um, Jesus uh, when he was alive on earth here 2,000 years ago um, he spoke in John 14 verse 2 and 3 I think you've got that there Um, so if you want to read verse uh, 2 and 3 of John 14 it says uh, in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. Okay so he says that in my father's house are many mansions or many dwelling places um, 
and he says, I go and prepare a place for you. That's nice, isn't it? Mm. He's going He's going home to heaven. I mean, we know he must be talking about heaven because he says, in my father's house. And, of course, when he taught us to pray in, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, um, our Father, which art in heaven. Mm. So so Jesus is saying, in my father's house in heaven, uh, there are many dwelling places. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I think that's a really nice idea that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. And he's going to, he says, if I go, I will come again. Mm. And so Christians for the last 2,000 years have been looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And people want to know, well, that's a long time. Is he, you know, when is he coming back? Uh, either, are there is any, any way that we can know when he's coming back? Mm. It's interesting to note that one in every 25 verses in the New Testament is a reference to the second coming of Jesus. So it's a very important theme in the New Testament. Mm. And I was just thinking, before we get into some of the biblical signs, because the Bible does give us a lot of signs about uh, that are associated with the second coming of Christ, um, if we think about where we are in the world today anyway, let's, let's leave the Bible aside for a moment. Mm. Um, you know, January 2020, the um, Bulletin of Atomic Scientists uh, they publish a report every January, annually, and have done so since about 1947, I think it is. Um, and they look about, they look at the threats to humanity. They look at the threats to planet Earth, um, and and they sort of sum up those threats. And in in January 2020, they moved the clock, the the fingers of the clock, the doomsday clock, that they call. Uh, they moved it one and a half minutes to midnight, 90 seconds, 100 seconds to midnight. That's what they they said, and. And that is, and it says, this is the Washington Post, right? This is the headline. It says, Doomsday Clock is 100 seconds to midnight, the symbolic hour of the apocalypse. Now, the apocalypse is a, a word we use in English to describe the end of the world. Mm. And what I want you people to understand, I guess, that these people uh, at the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, they are not religious people. Mm. These are scientific people. They are just looking at the uh, condition of the world. Uh, originally, the uh, the Doomsday Clock was developed to sort of uh, warn uh, humanity of the dangers of atomic annihilation mm. uh, through atomic weapons. And then more recently, they've added in environmental challenges. And then even more so recently, they've added in the, the dangers from developing technology. Uh, could that represent a danger to humanity? So the point is, before the COVID-19 virus in January 2020, they didn't even take that into account. Mm. They had moved the uh, hands closer to midnight than ever before in history. And they do it each year, do they? They, they present it each year. So this year in January, it was not moved. It, right. it, was, it remains 100 seconds okay. to midnight. Night. I was going to ask a question, and this is uh, sort of a, a side question, but mm. are you aware of the clock ever going backwards? It has, yes. Right. yes. So uh, since its development, there have been periods of times it's come forward, period of times it's come backwards, okay. but more recently it's, it's, it's gone ever, up. ever mm. more closer to midnight. Mm. And uh, that's an interesting, you know, just an interesting observation mm. from people who are not religious, mm. who are saying we are in danger mm. of destroying ourselves. Um, it, on the 31st of uh, July 2017, ABC News presenter Stan Grant, and many people will remember Stan Grant from very programs, news programs over the last 20 years here in Australia. I remember seeing him when I came over here from the UK. The headline in the ABC, <coughs> ABC News <coughs> excuse me, was, could this be the end of times? Now, that's Stan Grant's headline. Mm. Um, and he says, does the global terrorism threat, rising inequality and stagnant economic growth signal the end of 
of times. And so what I'm pointing out here is that it's not just religious people who are focused on the end of the world or see storm clouds looming mm. you know that's that's really what i'm trying to point out and then of course we go to the words of jesus himself uh, and we'll read this out this is matthew 24 we're going to look at a few things from matthew 24 today because uh, there are a lot of signs that jesus gives us there relating to the second coming so just read matthew 24 verse 3 Verse 3 says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? All right. So initially they're asking him about the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm. But then they say, um, What will be the sign of your coming? That's the second coming of Jesus and the end of the age. Because uh, the second coming of Jesus is synonymous in the Bible with the end of the world, the end of the world as we know it, at mm. least. Mm. Um, and so they're asking him these questions. And so Jesus gives his first response. And we want to notice today that Jesus gives a response in terms of signs in various categories, we might say. So the first is signs in the spiritual world. The first thing Jesus says is Matthew 24, verse 4 and 5 um, and he says, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Well, that's an interesting prediction for him to make. If we go through some of the recent history, um, many will remember um, the uh, Jonestown uh, cult of Jim Jones back in 1978, where he led a whole bunch of people to... Um, commit suicide or at least uh, they, they all died from poisoning uh, and he represented himself as a messiah, messianic figure um, in 1991 there was a, a BBC TV sports presenter who used to be a goalkeeper in football, his name was David Icke and he, he said I'm going to hold a press conference and he just came out on the press conference and says I am the son of God and mm. <laughs> like everybody's going what? Mm. you know and uh, he, he masquerades as this messianic figure um, there have been, been many others. You could think of David Koresh, of course, of uh, Waco back in 93, um, Marshall Applewhite and the uh, Heaven's Gate cult of 1997, and a whole host of others. There was one in Australia called Alan Miller, who was a divorcee from uh, Adelaide. And he says, I'm Jesus, Riverland Man. So I want you to read, I want to read this. this is from 2011. He says, there's probably a million people who say they're Jesus, and most of them are in asylums. Mm. But one of us has to be, how do I know I am? Because I remember everything about my life. And this is very interesting because he's saying, you know, one of us has to be Jesus. Well, no, no one of them doesn't have to be Jesus. Just because you say you're Jesus doesn't mean that, that it's true. You know, I can read a lot about Jesus in the New Testament, but it doesn't mean that I'm the Messiah. Yeah, there was a guy, I think, even just in Australia, just in the last couple of weeks, claiming exactly that and mm. uh, talking about how COVID was, you know, nothing to fear and <laughs> it wasn't a problem. So I saw a clip on that um, where he was being sort of arrested and carted off. Right. So, yeah. you know, there have been many Christs and many, uh, sorry, many false Christs, many people claiming to be Christ that have deceived many. And uh, I think we're going to take a break and then we'll come back. Yeah, let's uh, have a listen to this first song, Revelation 19 by the Forbes family.
The signs of the times are everywhere. The spoken word of Jesus fills the air. Wars and rumors of them horse night and day. Do not be dismayed. He's coming back someday. Allow the little children, Jesus said, come unto me. For such is the kingdom of heaven But their little lives are taken Fearing not the Holy One But hear me when I say Judgment's on the way He'll ride on a cloud To take his bride away Triumphantly the church Will see Jesus any day The things as we know them will soon pass away, will soon pass away. Bob Samuel with Revelation 19. The things as we know them will soon pass away. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, our show number 0488880891. We've got an offer coming up later in the program and also a question that we'll ask you as well. So listen in and uh, do send us your your feedback on 0488880891. Peter, we're talking about uh, signs sort of in the spiritual world of the mm. end of this world as we know it. And uh, what other signs does the Bible talk about? Yeah, so Jesus talked about false Christs and false prophets, and certainly um, we've seen that. Uh, and there are other, many others that you could document, I'm sure. Um, there's a verse in 1 Timothy 4.1 in the New Testament where it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And it's fascinating to think about in our sort of current era 
um, particularly in the popular entertainment, the growing interest in the supernatural, particularly in the occult. You know, you think about some of the TV shows and the movies that are popular um, that really highlight the the dark side, if you like, of the supernatural. I'm thinking things like Charmed and Harry Potter and Twilight and mm. the Vampire Diaries and so many others that you could name. Uh, there's a fascination uh, with, with uh, the occult. And the Bible says that in latter times, um, that that um, people will give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, and I think that there's a growing interest in that side of of things. Mm. Jesus also talked in Matthew 24 about signs in the political world. So we looked at signs in the spiritual world, but there's signs in the political world, and uh, maybe you could read for us Matthew 24 verse six. It says, "And you'll hear wars of you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet." All right. So this in this chapter twenty four, where Jesus is unpacking signs of his coming and of the end of the world, he talks about wars and rumors of wars. And you know, if we look back on the twentieth century, um, it has been described as many things. But one of the things it has been described as is a, a century of war. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had the two world wars. It's estimated that there are between thirty-five to thirty-nine wars being fought somewhere on the earth, even since World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them we hear about, and some of them we hear less about, and some of them are civil wars, of course. But um, it's estimated that 180 million people died uh, from war alone in the 20th century. That's a lot of people. Mm. And uh, Jesus said there would be wars and rumors of wars. When you think about rumors of wars, you know, we think about the Cold War. Um, that that was a rumor of war in the background between the communist uh, east and the the capitalist west, and um, of course that that it was on the brink of of war all the time, but but never actually eventuated. And there's even you know more talk these days about new cold wars. You know, yeah, you know, that's up as right. Well, so. But not only that, you think of the threat from terrorism. Mm. That's kind of a cold war in the sense, or a rumor of war, right? Mm. You, you've you've always got that overhanging threat. Mm. You don't know when the next incident's going to occur. Now, as we we walk through these signs we've talked about some signs in the spiritual world signs in the political world people might be thinking well you know this this doesn't sound like very good news <laughs> mm. yeah and and i think that that's really actually the point what jesus is trying to unpack for us here in matthew 24 is that when jesus returns the world is going to be in a condition that will need saving mm. um and so he's basically just um, he's not describing the world as he would want it to be. He's describing the world as it actually is. Mm. Uh, and as we see, as we recognize that, as we look around the world, um, we we recognize that that's where we live. And, and God wants us to know that he knows where we live, he knows the conditions we live in, and he knows that there is a future and he's got a place prepared for us. There's a, a verse in John 16.33 um, that you may want to... Um, Read out. Have you got yep. that there, yeah, Jason? So it says, "These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, oh, sorry, in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world." So here, Jesus is 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 saying, "In the world you're going to have trouble, right? Tribulation. You're going to have mm. trouble, but in me, in Christ." You can have peace because he's overcome the world and he has a plan and he has a future for every one of us. So as well as um, signs in the spiritual world and in the political world, uh, he he also talks about signs in the natural world. Um, In Matthew 24 
and verse 7, he says, and there will be famines. And we've uh, seen a number of significant famines in the last century, particularly. I think there's significant famine in Ethiopia right now. Mm. Um, When we talk about famines, obviously over 95% of them are in developing countries. Um, According to the UN, one in every nine people on planet Earth is affected by famine. Um, you know, we, we, we live in the West and we have such an abundance of everything. We, we, we're, uh, you know, you might come in from work and you say, I'm starving. Mm. You know, we often will say that, but we really have no idea what it's like to be in the, sub, you know, in the grip of famine. Um, some of it is down to decreasing agricultural land and some uh, in regard to population growth. I might want to just mention this in terms of population growth. Um, in the year 1800, it was estimated that there was a billion people on planet Earth, and that um, population had remained fairly stable for a while. By the time we get to 1930, 130 years later, there are 2 billion. It's doubled to 2 billion. 30 years later, 1960, we have 3 billion. Uh, then between 1960 and 1999, it jumped to 6 billion. It doubled to 6 billion. In the 2011, it moved to 11 uh, sorry 2011 it moved to 7 billion and today it's about seven and a half billion um and ron nelson in his book the little green handbook a guide to critical global trends he, he writes this this was in 2005 he says the popula- a population explosion came suddenly it took the world by surprise and we are still not sure how to react or how it will end except that it will leave a great deal of damage behind we are not even sure of surviving it Mm. That's an interesting line at the end. Um, he, he, he sees this as a significant um, part in, in where the world is headed in terms of the population growth. So Jesus talked about, uh, you know, Matthew 24, 7, it says there will be famines. Then it says pestilences. Now, pestilences is disease. And uh, if we went back, you know, just a, a few years to May, May 2017, Time magazine had a, uh, a front cover. And it says, warning, we are not ready for the next pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a very ominous headline because that was written four years before, you know, well, three years before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, already in the world, there were a significant number of diseases that were causing some concern um, prior to COVID. And of course, COVID now is, you know, it fills the headlines every day for the last year and a half. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's significant. Um, but, you know, even in terms of um, antibiotics, people are concerned back in 2016, they were concerned that antibiotics were no longer being effective because we were overusing them. Mm. Um, and, of course, nobody really knows what's going to happen with COVID. We've got these various different variants and we really don't know uh, what the end of that will be. Obviously, there's a rush to get the vaccines out and see how uh, effective that will be and and whether variants will um, make any difference. But um, Jesus said there would be pestilences as a sign of the end times. And boy, do we recognize that today. Um, Matthew 24, 7 says there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. There's an interesting um, piece in NBC uh, News uh, 2014. It says world surge in great earthquakes seen in the past 10 years. Uh, and it talks about, um, you know, the fact that there have been more uh, 
devastating earthquakes in the recent past than there were in the distant past. There have always been earthquakes. You can read about them yeah, in the Bible. and I was going to say that. There's always been earthquakes. I guess there's always been wars and there's always That's been right. fighting. But it's, I guess it's, uh, you know, when we look at Jesus' words, it's a matter of all how often, how many, right. how intense. And yes. I believe with earthquakes, uh, there's so many more um, high-level earthquakes than there has been in the past. Indeed. And so we, we're talking about uh, an increase in frequency and intensity of some of these signs. Mm. As you say, uh, many of these things have been around before, but when you see them converging and you, and you can see a lot of these things in the headlines every day, mm then uh, you know that there's something amiss. Uh, there's one other verse I want to read here. It's Revelation 11:18. Maybe you can uh, read that out for us. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead, they sh- that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and you should destroy those who destroy the earth. So here, what's, in, what's interesting about this verse is this in Revelation is talking obviously about the end times. And the last line of that that you read, it says the God will ultimately destroy those who destroy the earth. And, yeah. and we think about man's ability to destroy the earth. You know, 2,000 years ago, we had bows and arrows and, uh, you know, a few other bits and pieces. But we really didn't have... Uh, the ability to destroy the planet. Now we we got concerned in the middle of the 20th century when we were developing atomic weapons and the the idea that we could destroy the world with nuclear weapons. Mm. But today the concern is more environmental. Mm. And, uh, you know, we we now understand that we are contributing to the um, degradation of the world. You know, some people are concerned about uh, plastic in the Pacific. There's this big... Uh, you know, sort of island of plastic, f- yeah, you know, swirling around, around yeah. in, the, in the Pacific Ocean. Mm. And um, there, there are lots of things that are occurring that we don't quite understand. This is from uh, in Revelation 16, 3 and 4. The Bible predicts a time when it says the second, then a second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it became blood as of a dead man. And every living creature in the sea died. Uh, now, we're not there yet, mm. right? But, I mean, I'm reading from a Newsweek magazine of some years ago, and the headline is, Are the Oceans Dying? Mm. 90% of the big fish are gone. Scientists are struggling to make sense of the fallout. I'll read this status, uh, and then we'll go to another break. But this, um, the Living Planet report of 2018 says, Populations of mammals, birds, fish, reptiles, and amphibians have on average declined in size by 60% in just over 40 years. Now, that's a lot of animals that are disappearing even as man is multiplying. Mm. So um, the world's in a spot of bother, you know, environmentally. Yeah. Well, we've got a question for our listeners before we go to the break. Um, The question is, what signs do you see that indicate we're coming to the end of this world? There are many signs. Please text us in your thoughts on that. 0488880891. We're going to have a listen to this song now. Behold, behold, revelation. Like a bride in whitest gown Purely dressed I see the pilgrims coming home 
All creation finds shalom. The promised rest. The Lamb of God will be her light. The sun will have no need to shine. Behold, behold, God made.
Welcome back to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. Today we're speaking with Peter Watts, and I'll just mention our offer for today, Hope for a Helpless Planet. It's a book that we'll be giving away, and you can get to that book by texting us in on 0488880891. We'll give you the code in the next section, so hang on for that. Peter, we've been talking about the signs in the natural world that mm. the uh, earth is sort of coming to an end. Yeah, the, uh, there's a, a verse in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah 51, verse 6. It says, uh, lift up your eyes to the heavens and look on the earth beneath, for the heavens will vanish away like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment. And it just very much seems like the earth is growing old at the moment. Uh, mm. We are wearing it out. Uh, we are using it up. And, uh, yeah, we're starting to see some of the consequences of that, I think. Mm. So so what about uh, other signs, you know, perhaps yeah. in our society that would indicate we're coming to the end of the right. world? Right, so signs in the social world. Um, there's, there's a fascinating verse in Daniel chapter 4, uh, sorry, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, which talks about the end of the world. It's, it's, it's about the end of time. And it says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now, Bible scholars have recognized that when Daniel is writing this, he's primarily talking about the um, that people will run to and fro in the pages of the book of Daniel, and knowledge about those prophecies will increase, and certainly that has occurred. But we would have to be blind not to recognize the fact that uh the the idea of man traveling around the world and the the speed at which we travel today or mm. uh, at least before covid we did um, uh, that we would run to and fro and that knowledge shall increase um you know it, when you think about it mankind was uh, really limited in terms of how fast he could go the fastest man could go for thousands of years was as fast as a horse could run mm. Um, you know, whether it's on horseback or in a chariot. I've got a, I'm looking at a picture here of Pharaoh in his chariot in Egypt. Mm. Um, and then, of course, in a very short spe- a period of time, in, uh, you know, the 1800s, we developed the steam engine and um, began traveling on, on steam power. And then, of course, the internal combustion engine and then rocket engines until now we're sending rockets on a regular basis. Uh, into um, space and uh, you know Elon Musk even sent a a Tesla into space just to show that he could uh, a a car car. so you know we've uh, dramatically changed the way that we um, travel now and and the ability to travel we we run to and fro at a a rapid pace the doubling of knowledge uh, knowledge shall increase well in around the year 1900 it was estimated that knowledge human knowledge doubled about every hundred years at that time by the time we got to 1945 they were saying that knowledge doubled every 25 years Mm. Um, 1982 every 13 months and in the year 2020 it was estimated that knowledge doubled every 12 hours and with the internet of things of course that's only ever going to accelerate so you know there's more knowledge on any given subject you want to think about that you you, you the, uh, that you could read in more than more than you could read in a lifetime mm. so knowledge certainly has increased but in terms of the society there are other social signs Jesus talked about Matthew 24 verse 12 um it says do you have that one? Yeah. Yeah, go. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. 
you know, I think that this is uh, a significant one too, that uh, this is something that we might have to make sure doesn't happen to us, right? As lawlessness abounds, that we don't love, that we don't lose our love for people, mm. that we don't use, uh, that our love doesn't grow cold. You know, we could talk about the breakdown of the family in the last, you know, 50 years, 60 years, so many marriages broken, so many children growing up uh, in broken homes, um, you know, affecting them. Uh, affecting their mental health, of course, as well. Um, interestingly enough, uh, in um, 2018, uh, Reuters was reporting that Britain had appointed a minister for loneliness. Hmm. Now, that is in, that really is interesting to me. Um, and uh, you know, the sports minister, Tracy Crouch, would take over the new role. She says, far too many people, for far too many people, loneliness is the sad reality of modern life. Uh, and we're talking about the fact that there's never been more people on planet Earth, mm, and yet we are lonely, lonely yeah. uh, and we are isolating ourselves and we are not communicating as we used to do. Yeah. Um, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, internet pornography is, um, you know, in plague proportions. Um, and so when the Bible talks about that our love will grow cold, uh, that's an interesting social commentary, I guess. Mm. Um, there's another passage in Luke 17, 28 to 30. If you read those verses, it says, Likewise, this is Jesus talking about the signs of the end. He says, Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, even so it will be in the days when the Son of Man is revealed. Um, well, well, Lot lived in a place called Sodom, and um, Sodom was renowned for its sexual immorality. And Jesus is predicting that those would be the kinds of conditions that would exist uh, just before he would return. And so we can certainly see that. Um, you know, you think about the relationships between people when we talk about love growing cold. There's a book called Saving Childhood by Michael and Diane Medved that was released a few years ago um, called Saving Children, Protecting Our Children from the National Assault on Innocence. It says the average American child will spend more time watching TV by the age of five than they will spend talking to their father in their lifetime. Mm. That is a significant development in the way we live compared to, say, a century ago. Mm. So um, there are you know, certainly signs in society that uh, are telling us that you know, we are moving in a direction that's not necessarily healthy. Another thing Jesus mentioned in Luke seventeen twenty six. He said that as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. Now, in the days of Noah, it says there was a lot of wickedness about it. You can read about it in Genesis, um, the time of Noah's flood. Um, and it says that um, the earth was filled with violence. That's one of the things it says. And that's significant because it's not simply that um, people are violent. It's It's almost as though we desire violence in our entertainment or in our video games or whatever it may be and that uh, violence has become uh, you know almost um, we're almost numbed to the violence mm. um, there's a passage here that I'm going to read out before we go to our next break it's in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 and it describes the conditions I guess just before the end of times um, Paul is writing to his friend Timothy and Second uh, Timothy three one to four it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, 
unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, that's proud, proud, I suppose, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And I guess that very aptly describes uh, the Western world t- that we live in uh, today. And, um, you know, the Bible tells us that these social signs will be prevalent just before the end of the world when Jesus will return. Mm. We're going to go to another break. Uh, I know we've got a couple of more things to to look at in terms of this uh, end of the uh, the era as we know it um, but before we do I'll just uh, give a bit more detail about this book The Hope for a Helpless Planet by Chris Holland is Jesus really coming soon everywhere we turn it seems the world is falling apart but there is good news Jesus has given us this wonderful assurance and promise let not your hearts be troubled If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And we read that earlier. In Hope for a Helpless Planet, you'll discover how he will come again and how to be ready to meet him. So we do have uh, hope beyond all of this uh, negativity. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a bit bit more about that in the next section as well. Yes. Let's have a listen to this song, We've Got This Hope, by Ellie Holcomb. Oh, 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 we've got this 
got this hope and we're going to talk about that shortly now i promised to give the code for our book today the code is search eight just search eight on its own no spaces you can text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to receive a copy of the book hope for a helpless planet now uh, while we're on the break we've had some uh, person text in margie thanks margie she says hi guys i really do see and hear how the morality of our population in the world is decreasing the news is so full of everything which is breaking down our families and our communities i pray jesus comes soon so thanks margie for texting in and uh, we do hope that you can get some uh, encouragement from this series and particularly this program as mm. well. So, Peter, we were talking about uh, the signs in the social world. Yeah. What else have we got to finish up today? All right. So, um, as, so I think we've covered signs in the natural world, signs in the political world, signs in... Um, the spiritual world. Yeah, the spiritual, yeah. that's right. I was one of those yep. in there. Um, and the social world. And, of course, there are signs in the financial world as well. And uh, as we mentioned before, these signs um, don't, you know, they're, they're telling us where we are. It's a little bit like when you drive down the road, you see a sign, it says, um, Hobart, 15 kilometres. Uh, and you drive a little bit further down the road and it says Hobart, 10 kilometres. And so uh, the closer we get, the signs are telling us, you know, how close we are. Mm. And I think that, that this is true with the signs that we see. So it's interesting. There's a passage in James chapter 5 in the New Testament, verse 3 and 4. It says, uh, it talks about the last days. It says, your gold and silver are corroded. Now, that's interesting in itself because gold and silver don't typically corrode, right? Mm. But it's actually saying that they're going to it's, – it's really saying that your gold and silver are going to be worthless in the end. Um, your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you. And will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. This is really referencing people who have heaped up treasure for themselves and don't really care about other people. Mm. That's really what it's referencing here. Um, but I, I, I found it interesting you've got that last days reference in there. It says, Indeed, the wages of the labourers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. So you've got um, exploitation going on here basically people are working for other people the rich are getting richer the poor are getting poorer mm. and uh, this is associated in James here with the last days of course there will um, be uh, financial challenges we've seen many of them of course many will remember the global financial crisis of 2008 um, in 2018, just uh, uh, three years ago, uh, there was the worst plunge in history on the stock exchange. Um, the Dow Jones plunged at seven, uh, 1,175 points. It was the worst point decline in history. Um, uh, it was the scariest day on Wall Street, this uh, CNN news report says. Stocks went into free fall on Monday in easily the biggest point decline in the history during a trading day. And uh, Bill Gates was asked um, in 2018 about the, the state of finances because, of course, this was 10 years after the GFC. And Bill Gates says another financial crisis is a certainty, he says. 
Uh, billionaire Bill Gates has issued a chilling warning claiming another financial crisis like the disaster of 2008 is a certainty. So it's just a matter of time of uh, when is that going to take place. Um, in Revelation 18.17, there's a, a verse that talks about tip, you know the end of the world really and it says, For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. And certainly when you're looking at the way in which We've seen some of the major fluctuations in the stock market. You can understand how great riches come to nothing in in a short period of time. But enough of the bad news. Mm, uh, let, let's talk some about good some. News. <laughs> we need <laughs> some good news. And so um, the final sign is is the most encouraging one, uh, and it's also in Matthew twenty four. In verse 14, Jesus is speaking and he says, and this gospel, and that word gospel means good news, Mm. and this good news of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So Jesus is very definite here. He doesn't say... um, it, it's, it doesn't say the whole world's going to be converted. It doesn't mean the whole world will, will believe. But the, the good news about um, what God has done will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then he says the end will come. And there's a similar passage. I might get you to read this one. It says in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6. It says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So this is at the beginning of a section in the Bible called the Three Angels' Messages. And it's the the beginning of the first angel. And what we have here is the gospel going to all the world. So Jesus says, when the gospel goes to all the world, then the end will come. So we know that these messages that follow are end-time messages. Mm. Uh, because here we see the beginning of these three messages, you have the gospel, the everlasting gospel, going to all the world. It's the everlasting good news about who God is and what he wants for his people. There was, uh, just wrapping up in terms of this size, there's a story that I remember. It was a family from the UK who decided to go for their Christmas holidays to an island in Thailand because it's nice and warm in Thailand and it's you know pretty cold and wet in the UK in December. Mm. And so they went out there and they it was Boxing Day. It was a beautiful day. They were out walking on the beach, the, the, blue, the beautiful blue sky, the blue ocean, walking on the beach, a mother and father and their two girls. Suddenly, one of their girls, who was 10 years of age, she started getting very agitated on the beach. She was trained to her family, we've got to get off the beach, we've got to get off the beach. And her father was thinking, this is crazy, what's wrong with, what's wrong with our daughter? But she was so animated and so agitated, she said, he said, okay, we better get off. And then they started running up and down the beach, and, and she was getting other people to get off the beach. Her name was Tilly Smith. Mm. And what she had witnessed was the withdrawing of the ocean from the beach. And what she was witnessing was the Boxing Day tsunami of 2004. And, of course, that tidal wave tsunami came in and killed, you know, I think it's 230,000 people mm. were killed on that day. Right Indonesia but as well. On that beach, 100 people were rescued Mm. because of Tilly Smith's actions. Now, what had happened is a month before, she had been uh, in her geography class and the teacher had been talking about what are the signs of a tsunami. Mm. And she had listened to that. She had recognized the signs. She warned the people 
and over 100 people were saved. She was actually given a life-saving award. Age 10, Tilly Smith from the UK. Now, here's the thing. She could have just seen the signs and ran off the beach. Mm. But she thought about her family. Mm. She wanted to get her family off the beach. But mm. even that, she beyond that, she wanted to get others off the beach whom she'd probably never met in her life. Mm. But she managed to save 100 people because she recognized the signs and she sounded the warning. And really, I think that's what God wants us to do is to recognize the signs and sound the warning that this world is coming to an end. We need a savior. And the Bible points us to Jesus as that savior. Absolutely. Just reminding our listeners of our offer today. The code is SEARCH8. You can text that into 0488. Double eight zero eight nine one to receive the copy of the book Hope for a Helpless Planet, and uh, yeah, that hope we've just talked about that, isn't it? That the signs are given to us for a good reason, yes, so that we can be ready, that we prepare. can prepare, and we can you know take it seriously. Uh, as that story just demonstrated. Uh, Peter, what have you got for us next week? All right, so we're going to continue this theme. You know, we've just talked about preparing for this income and how do we do that? Would you just get loads of tins of beans and stack them up or, you know, build a bunker? How to prepare, how to how to survive the end of the world is next week's program. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, have you got anything happening over the weekend that uh, you'd like to share? Yes, yeah. I will be speaking at uh, Glen Orkey Seventh-day Adventist Church at 11 o'clock this Saturday morning, and I'm going going to be talking about the spiritual dilemma and we're going to talk about technology and its impact on our lives awesome and tomorrow of course we've got david maxwell with his series amazing love his title tomorrow the walls of jericho he's going back through the old testament to see how god demonstrated his love to the children of israel and his people in the old testament so we hope you can join us tomorrow with Peter, with uh, David Maxwell, and of course next Thursday with Peter Watts. Wherever you are, we hope you have a great day, and uh, we hope you can join us again tomorrow. This is a song called Revelation 22, verse 20 to 21 by The Corner Room. Testifies to these things, says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things, says, Surely I am coming soon. Surely I am coming soon. Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to Jesus
Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come.